0: Well, hey everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's a real pleasure to have you with us. As you know, we talk to a wide variety of professional advisors here on Exacoach Radio from a wide variety of industries. And today, we're fortunate to have Richard Sung from Orion Property Partners here in Irvine, California. And uh, Richard Sung is in the commercial real estate uh, advisor space, and he focuses on office leasing, representing tenants, in the various Orange County submarkets, so we're going to get some uh, some good ideas about your real estate needs today. Richard, thanks so much for joining me, and welcome to the show. Absolutely excited to be on
1: here, and I, I couldn't have described what I do better than than you just did yourself.
0: <laughs> well, there's a reason for that. We won't get into that. But uh, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to have you on. And uh, I would like to know a little bit about you and your background. I'm sure our listeners would as well. Tell us a little bit about, Richard, how you how you got into this business and, and about your background.
1: Absolutely. So I actually got into the business by pure dumb luck. I was uh, The goal was to go to law school. Uh, and everything I did through my undergrad career was geared towards law school. And I ended up not doing that my senior year. Now, my, my lovely wife that I've been with for some time applied for a random internship for me, which ended up being a commercial real estate firm that represented tenants. And, and here I am, six and a half years later, with a great firm, with great colleagues, and truly enjoying what
0: I do. Well, it's, uh, it's great. You know, real estate is just a, it's a wonderful industry. There's so many ways you can go when you get into the real estate industry, right? I mean, you can go residential, you can go commercial, you can be on the lending side, uh, you you can be on the servicing side, you can be in all kinds of areas. And you chose uh, Orion. Uh, tell us more about Orion as a real estate firm.
1: Absolutely. So so Orion's a pretty interesting firm. We're a very boutique shop. We only have one location here in Orange County. And the, the, the managing partners here all came from the large corporate world. They, they came from Cushman and Wakefield. They came from development companies. They did property management. Our uh, managing partner actually used to run the entire leasing of Irvine Company's commercial portfolio when they had it outsourced to PMRG. Mm-hmm. He got tired of the corporate world decided to start Orion Property Partners. And Orion was started actually not so much as a brokerage firm, but actually as an operating partner when it came to investing in institutional class A office buildings. So what, what we would have done in the past is find capital, go invest into a class A op, uh, office building, we'd execute on the plan and sell off the building. So that goes to say how much in, uh, knowledge uh, we have of the industry, not so much as just the negotiations, the, the economics, but actually how an office building uh, operates. Now, come around 2008, 2009, when the market you know, really wasn't tr- treating anyone very nicely, um, we converted to doing strictly brokerage, and that's representing tenants and a few select landlords here in Orange County Market. And, and that's kind of where we're at right now today.
0: So you mentioned you're, you're focused primarily in the, the A office space, I think you said, right? And so what, what's the profile of an ideal customer or client for you? sure well you know it's um any tenant who leases space
1: any tenant who leases office space uh in in the orange county market and it's it's regardless of where they're at their lease term um if they have some kind of need to their real estate whether they're looking to grow whether they're looking to shrink you know whether their lease is actually coming up or they're ready just to take their business to the next level um uh, you know as you know today Bill, um the unemployment rate is so low
0: I think companies are
1: really turning to the real estate to use that as an asset and not so much as a liability. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it seems like it, and that, that kind of ties into my next question. With well, let's talk about the market right now. Can you give the listeners a brief overview on how the commercial real estate market's going right now?
1: Absolutely. So, in its whole, as of uh, the United States, the market's going good, and obviously each sub market has its own you know, little ups and downs. So for example, in Texas, the market wasn't going too great because we had the energy crisis. But if we were to talk about just Orange County itself, the market's strong, it's very strong. But the problem is, it's getting so strong, there's not really an infusion of capital going into the market. So all of the existing properties that are here are leased to about 95 to 96%, and the remaining portion is office space that nobody really wants. Now, there's been new construction going by here, um, You know whether it's in the Irvine spectrum, whether it's in the Fashion Island, whether it's here in the actual airport area off of Jamboree. There's always strong development, um, but those, those office buildings call for such a high rent that the market itself has actually never seen before uh, in its history. And we're talking about low $4 per square foot. In Orange County itself, Southern California, we talk rents on a per-square-foot-per-month basis, and for some odd reason, the rest of the world
0: talks about it in per square foot per right. annum. Yeah. <laughs> right. $4 a square foot is getting, getting up there. <laughs> it's
1: getting up there, absolutely. is. And you know, the, the thing is, people are paying for it, and I think it's those, those companies who want to use their real estate as an asset. If, if you think about this, if you have two competing companies with, well, let me bring it back a little bit. The company's biggest asset is its employees, right? If you don't have good employees, you're set up to fail no matter what. If you compare two companies, they're paying the same, they do the exact same thing, the culture of the individuals in there are the same, but one is in a let's say a woody walk-up dog of a space, and the other one is in a best of the bus brand new construction. What what's really going to have the employees go to you? And that's what a lot of these companies that are going to the new construction understand. They understand that employees are important, and we have got to treat them right. And that's why the real estate to them is done as an asset and a liability.
0: Sure, um, I, I would imagine there are a lot of uh, a lot of people that are uh, in in a lease that's coming up in the next uh, six months to a year that are probably very very uh, frightened as to what's going to happen with their lease uh, their lease terms uh, moving up to, to adjust for this increase in in uh, in in lease rates, is that true, or is, is that is, do you see that happening a lot today? I, I do, and for a period of time,
1: I, I want to say between 2015 and 16, where the market was really starting to increase, we we saw a lot of tenants that were in Class A institutional buildings paying the high rents, fleeing to Class B office buildings where the rents are lower. And now the uh, occupancy rate of Class B is actually. Higher than class A office buildings in Orange County as a whole so the tenants who are now stuck in the Class A office buildings when at least coming up in six months to a year they're, they're really they really
0: are going to have a problem
1: if rent is a, a big issue uh, in their budget for them
0: sure uh, is, I mean is there a backlog in your experience is there a backlog now if are there people uh, kind of chomping at the bit to get into that space so it's going to create uh, uh, a, a a situation that's going to be difficult for an existing tenant?
1: You know, it's all about understanding how to control the actual space itself. And there's many, I'm going to give you the long answer as opposed to the short answer. If you're in a Class B office building, let's say a Class B plus office building, and you moved in there five years ago, your lease is coming up, there are certain ways that you can structure your lease initially to have you stand at a, um, better, better positioned than any other tenants vying for the space. And what a lot of tenants in today's market don't truly understand is, hey, the market's getting really hot. It's getting so hot that we've never seen these rents before, and they think they have time on their hands. And I, I, I've personally seen it on a couple occasions where they wait to the last minute and they find out they have no option to renew, mm-hmm. and the, the landlord leases their space from underneath them. So it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, there's different language in the actual lease document itself that, and I keep on going back to the word asset. You could use that as an asset as opposed to a liability. and An option to
0: renew is definitely one of them. Okay, so, so if, uh, if, if a listener is in the process of growing their company, uh, what are some, some tips on, on leasing transactions? You mentioned that option to renew, but let's say they, you know, they see the handwriting on the wall and they, they know they're either going to outgrow their space or they, they might need to move. What should they be looking for right now? What would you tell them?
1: Yeah, so that's an that's absolutely great question. I knew you were going to ask me this, and I actually prepared some notes of situations that I represent a tenants in this specific type of situation. To give you the high-level answer, it, you have to understand the landlord. Each landlord has a different type of MO. So, for example, Irvine Company is never going to sell any of their assets, and if they do, they're selling their, their two-story office buildings, which they actually sold the last one recently. You have merchant landlords like Blackstone um, EQ Office, where they buy and hold and they fix it up and they sell it, and that's where they make their money. So let's say tenant ABC uh, just got a patent approved and they need to onboard you know, 20 employees next month, 20 employees a month after that, and 20 employees a month after that, and they don't want to pay for the rent up front. You know, they're still a startup company. So you have a couple of options. You could have a our 1st offer, which is this space is mine, if anybody wants to come by here and lease space, you've got to tell me first. Mm-hmm. You have a must-take, which means, hey, Mr. Landlord and Mr. Tennant agrees that I'm going to take this entire floor of an office space, but I'm only going to use a quarter of it for three months, a quarter of it for another three months, and a quarter of it for the next three months, and the remaining quarter you know, after that year ends. And here's the tricky part. Not every landlord is open to that, and that's mm-hmm. why
0: it's un- important to understand what type of M.O., The landlord has that's great advice so knowing your landlord and uh and understanding this you know what what chess game do they play Um, absolutely now can you give us an example of somebody that you've worked with recently a, a kind of a brief success story to illustrate how you've helped a client or customer yeah absolutely let's um
1: let's think of one here um Okay, so one of my favorite clients um, is that, that I love to work with, great guys, great company, does very well, is More Naga USA. They, they, um, they sell the high chew candy that you see at 7-Eleven, very popular in Asia. They're making a push here in the States. Mm-hmm. I initially met them in a um, not-so-well-kept-up Irvine Company office building, which has now since been repositioned. Uh, during the uh, relationship that I had with them, I constantly kept an eye on available space within the building. So we grew Morinaga by two times within a period of nine months. And here's where a lot of tenants aren't aren't aware of: if you're with a landlord that has a huge portfolio and you are out of space and you want to grow more, you could jump around their portfolio. So we moved once we were capped off in expansion space we moved them to another property somewhere else with no repercussions on their total lease consideration. So their existing lease was wiped clear, and they sent a brand new lease somewhere else and not pay any penalties with a better image and more space that's very conducive for their expansion. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here's something that a lot of the listeners should need to understand. You have a lot of landlords out there that have an operating name. So, for example, EQ Office is one. Uh, Let's see here, McCarthy Cook is another one. Those landlords, sure. That's the operating. The money behind them is different. So, sure, mm. EQ Office may have four buildings under the same loan, and another four same, you know, other buildings in the same mm. loan. They can't necessarily jump from one portfolio to the other portfolio. So, you got to follow the money and see where you can do that. I see. Uh, there, there's a lot to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. you know, like I said earlier, I fell into this by accident, and I, I'm so glad I did. This industry is very exciting it's never a dull day and there's like you said a lot to know
0: maybe the maybe the uh, print and the contract are black and white but the rest of it's pretty gray area there's a, there's as you say a lot to know know your know your landlord and know your options and uh, and uh, understand uh, what what game you're going to be playing um, if someone uh, were to ask you for a couple brief tips ideas or precautions for for uh, this day and time in the real estate business, uh, what would you what would you tell them? Um, if you know that you're going to be, if your business is going to be constant,
1: there's no ebbs and flows, ups and downs. Sign a long lease, sign a five year lease, as opposed to a three year lease, because the chances of your annual three percent increase hitting the year five, your rent's going to be still lower than the actual market is going to be itself. Now, a lot of thinkers are probably, or a lot of listeners are probably going to be thinking, well, what if the market takes a- crash what's going to happen mm-hmm. then a lot of landlords in that type of environment where the market's horrible you know vacancies high every tenant is going to be gold to them so when back in 2011 2012 when i first started in the industry we were representing a lot of tenants on behalf and going to the uh, landlords negotiate saying you need to drop our rents now or within a year or two we're going to be gone we're going to go somewhere else so you got to work with us now and that goes back to understanding the type of landlord. Some landlords want occupancy. Irvine Company wants occupancy. Some landlords mm-hmm. want start rates. And there's a lot of concessions that you could throw into the actual lease transaction to buy down your rent. So even though your start rate is, let's say, $250, we are getting a bunch of concessions, and your effective rate's going to be 235 that's, you know That's a uh, 5% difference in rent.
0: So, so not... Uh... Not counting something like an economic recession uh, in in our area here in Southern California, uh, is construction uh, keeping up with demand uh, what 's the long term outlook? What do you see in your in your long term crystal ball
1: I, I wish I had a crystal ball, um, and i 'm sure you did too <laughs> um, yeah you know all <laughs> the all the new construction. That's going on today. They're all targeting large tenants, and when I'm saying large tenants, I'm saying ten thousand square foot plus in size. Mm-hmm. Now, your average size of tenants in Orange County itself is between three to five thousand square feet. So, there's still more demand for office space, but there's no supply. And mm-hmm. a lot of landlords and developers, why do they want to mess with ten, five thousand square footers when they could deal with five, ten thousand square footers? So, just so, uh, so to answer your mm-hmm. question, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no. Go ahead. To answer your question, uh, demand outpacing supply.
0: Well, th- that's true, of course, in uh, in housing as well. Um, so um, it's uh, as long as we have good weather, <laughs> and barring any other, like I said, barring any economic downturns that are, or or any kind of other things that might happen to a, um, a general area, uh, it, it looks like uh, more than ever. Uh, tenants need to be calling a specialist, and that that specialist is Richard Song at Orion Property Partners. Richard, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, You
1: know, email or phone. I'm very responsive. I'm the kind of guy that jumps on my phone right away when I get someone to call. Um, What's uh, your best number? It's uh, 408-205-3412, and that's my cell phone, and you're
0: welcome to call whenever Um, Okay. 408-205-3412. And for Orion, it looks like the website is www.oppre.com. And if if someone just wanted to call and say, hey, uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to do anything or not, but I'd like to tell you my situation, are you open to taking those kind of calls? Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: we're in for it for the long run. And what we do for clients who approach us but don't really have a transaction is we do a lease abstract. We take a look at your lease document and we share with you, you know, where are some of the liabilities and holes that you have in this lease and where are some of your assets and share with you um, the actual document summarized. So absolutely happy to do that. Absolutely happy to chat with anyone. Uh, I'm not so much of a, a, a check chaser per se, um, mm-hmm. I, I just love the industry. I, I love real estate.
0: Well, I can tell that, and I uh, I understand uh, why you're, s- you're so good at what you do. Uh, you and I are both members of a group called Provisors, and you're well-networked and well-thought-of in that group. And, and I can tell why, because you, you really do love the industry, and you have a lot of knowledge at your fingertips. And a very interesting uh, take on... Uh, Uh, on working with these uh, landlords. And I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing your tips with us and hope that uh, we can maybe get another update uh, at some point in the future from you.
1: Absolutely.
0: be be happy to jump on the show and thank you for inviting me to be on the show.
1: I'm, uh, I'm having a blast. So you let me know when the next time I can join again.
0: All right, terrific. Thanks very much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. So stay with us.